0: much distance as possible between me and the erasers? Yeah, erasers. Mutants. Half men, half wolves. Usually armed, always bloodthirsty. Right now they were after me. See? That snaps everything into perspective. Run. You're faster than they are. You can outrun anyone. I'd never been this far from the school before. I was totally lost. Still, my arms pumped by my sides. My feet crashed through the underbrush. My eyes scanned ahead, anxiously, through the half-light. I could outrun them. I could find a clearing with enough space for me to... Oh no. Oh no. The unearthly bang of bloodhounds on the scent wailed through the trees, and I felt sick. I could outrun men, all of us could, even Angel, and she's only six. But none of us could outrun a big dog. Dogs, dogs, go away, let me live another day. They were getting closer. Dim light filtered into the woods in front of me. A clearing? Please, please, a clearing could save me. I burst through the trees, chest heaving, a thin sheen of cold sweat on my skin. Yes! No! Oh no! I skidded to a halt, my arms waving, my feet backpedaling in the rocky dirt. It wasn't a clearing. In front of me was a cliff. A sheer face of rock that dropped to an unseeable floor hundreds of feet below. In back of me were woods filled with drooling bloodhounds and psycho-erasers with guns. Both options stank. The dogs were yelping excitedly. They'd found their prey. Moi. I looked over the deadly drop. There was no choice, really. If you were me, you'd have done the same thing. I closed my eyes, held up my arms, and let myself fall over the edge of the cliff. It was so dang peaceful for a second, I smiled. Then, taking a deep breath, I unfurled my wings, as hard and as fast as I could. Thirteen feet across, pale tan, with white streaks and some freckly-looking brown spots. They caught the air, and I was suddenly yanked upward hard, as if a parachute had just opened. Yow! Note to self, no sudden unfurling. Wincing, I pushed downward with all my strength, then pulled my wings up, and pushed downward again. Oh my god, I was flying, just like I'd always dreamed. I laughed and surged upward, feeling the pull of my muscles, the air whistling through my secondary feathers, the breeze drying the sweat on my face. I soared up past the cliff edge, past the startled hounds and the furious erasers. One of them, hairy-faced, fangs dripping, raised his gun. A red dot of light appeared on my torn nightgown. Not today, you jerk. I veered sharply west so the sun would be in his hate-crazed eyes. I am not going to die today. I jolted upright in bed, gasping, my hand over my heart. I couldn't help checking my nightcam. No red laser dot. No bullet holes. I fell back on my bed, limp with relief. Jeez, I hated that dream. I always woke up feeling a second away from death. It was chilly, but I forced myself out of my cozy bed. I threw on clean sweats. Amazingly, Nudge had put the laundry away. Everyone else was still asleep. I could have a few minutes of peace and quiet. Get a jump on the day. I glanced out the hall windows on the way to the kitchen. I love this view. The morning sunlight breaking over the crest of the mountains. The clear sky. The deep shadows. The fact that I could see no sign of any other people. We were high on a mountain. Safe. Just me and my family. Our house was shaped like a letter E turned on its side. The bars of the E were cantilevered on stilts out over a steep canyon. So if I looked out a window... I felt like I was floating. On a cool scale from one to ten, this house was an easy fifteen. Here, my family and I could be ourselves. Here, we could live free. I mean, literally free. As in, not in cages. Long story. More on that later. And of course, here's the best part. No grown-ups. When we first moved here, Jed Batchelder had taken care of us. Like a dad. He'd saved us. None of us had parents, but Jeb had come as close as possible. Two years ago, he disappeared. I knew he was dead. We all did, but we didn't talk about it. Now we were on our own. Yep, no one telling us what to do, what to eat, when to go to bed. Well, except me. I'm the oldest, so I try to keep things running as best I can. It's a hard, thankless job, but someone has to do it. We don't go to school, either, so thank God for the Internet, because otherwise we wouldn't know nothing. But no schools, no doctors, no social workers knocking on our door. It's simple. If no one knows about us, we stay alive. I was rustling around for food in the kitchen when I heard shuffling behind me. Morning, Max. Morning, Gazzy, I said as the heavy-lidded eight-year-old slumped at the table. I rubbed his back and dropped a kiss on his head. He'd been the gas man ever since he was a baby. What can I say? The child has something funky with his digestive system. A word's the wise stay upwind. The gas man blinked up at me, his gorgeous blue eyes round and trusting. What's for breakfast? he asked, sitting up. His fine blonde hair stuck up all over his head, reminding me of a fledgling's downy feathers. Um it's a surprise, I said, since I had no idea. I'll pour juice, he offered.